Welcome to another episode of Hype Stories, the show about high-impact Pinoy entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs who dream big, scale up, and pay it forward here in the Philippines. I'm Manny Ayala, and on the show today, we have Ronald Robbins, or as his friends call him, Roro. And today, we're going to see how Ro took his passion as a professional video gamer to build Mineski, a leading player in esports and casual mobile gaming across Southeast Asia. Welcome to the show, Ro. Thank you for having me, Manny. How are you doing today? Very good. Hopefully more awake than me um, because I'm suffering still from a little bit of jet, jet lag because I just got back from San Francisco for this uh, really cool event we did in San Francisco, bringing together the Pinoy diaspora to try to encourage them to do stuff in the Philippine ecosystem over here. Endeavor doing cool things as usual. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll see uh, whether some of them Kumagatsila, uh, right? To try to do things here. Anyway, I thought we would start today by going to the very beginning and let's talk about dreams, right? What was your dreams or what were your dreams rather when you started to think about this crazy idea to start a business? Well, when I started to play when I was young, I grew up in a province in mm -hmm. Cebu mm -hmm. and uh, it actually didn't start from a dream. It started more of as a frustration. Mm, tell than, me. Than thinking about creating a business. Sad ka na frustrate? Well, in, in the provinces like Cebu, we always get le least amount of attention in regards to games and tournaments. I used to participate in Counter-Strike tournaments back mm. then. We would play StarCraft. And... Manila would always have their string of you know activities yeah. na kinaiinggitan. Wait, wait, sandali. Hindi mm. uh, ba college ka nung gamer ka? High or school you start, oh, so, so you started with high school. Okay, so high school, Cebu. Yes. And you're frustrated. Okay, got so it. So when, when we would go to tournaments, parang ang pangit nung standard, they would do it just for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be qualifications to Manila and all. So, as a provinciano, I, I saw it in a way na buti pa sila. Kami, wala naman nangyayari dito. It's mm -hmm. very familiar and a lot of people actually resonate that if, even though it's not in gaming, even in other sports, no? yeah. may that be other like physical sports. And when I moved to Manila in 2003, when I started college in La Salle, mm -hmm. the game that was uh, famous at that time changed. It became Dota already a, a game from warcraft yeah and uh, i started to form a team with four different uh, uh bodies of mine in lasalle all from different buildings one was comsci one was political science freshman pa lang nag team ka na yes or, we okay. were started to play already and okay. um since we were in manila so and daming tournaments uh, so, almost every weekend we we, yeah. we 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 can play already together competitively. Mm -hmm. And then we eventually played against the Atenistas no? <laughs> okay. uh, in our first tournament. And they had imports, but they had Koreans. Okay. And the first time that we played in a tournament together, we won a team that akala namin, oh, sino ba to? And everybody looked at us, at us like, who, who, are, who are these guys? So, you know what grade school I went to, right? Mm. 
Ateneo. O, syempre. Ah. Oh, wait. So, nanalo kayo, walang daya yun, ha? Wala. <laughs> so, little bit did you know, that was a Sunday, eh. That yeah. was in La Salle. Mm-hmm. There was a cafe in there. The day before, Saturday, the team that we beat was actually the champion the other, the, the previous day. Oh. From what school? Ateneo. Ateneo, okay. okay. Uh, uh, I still know them until today. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're close friends. Um, and, you know, it, it was a beginning of, uh, that was when the dream started. Like, uy, yeah. nananalo tayo dito. Mukhang magaling pala tayo dito. May laban pala. <laughs> uh, so we ended up traveling around the Philippines. Going, at that time, that was a offline game. Land, yeah. land game yan eh. So mm-hmm. you would have to travel to play against to figure out who's the best. Uh, we And at that time, you would have to play in an internet cafe. <laughs> yes. Diba? Yes. And in these internet cafes, ang hirap, no? Um, it, it's very difficult for us to uh, play properly kasi yung mga configurations, mm-hmm. yung, yung mga PC. May, yung lag, mga, may lag siguro, no? Wala naman pag LAN oh. game. That's, that's the good thing about ah, this LAN. Is LAN. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes, meron pa rin uh, because luma nga yung PC. And we eventually won 50 over tournaments in a span of a couple of years. Wow. And there came World Cyber Games, which is a internationally organized tournament mm-hmm. by Samsung yeah. in Korea Mm-mm. with more than 60 nations battling it out for that game. You played in Korea for this thing? There's a uh, qualification for Philippines first. Oh. We, we, we got our first break and then we became the Philippine team. Wow. And then we traveled around to compete. Wow. Thailand, Malaysia, and a lot of other places where you have to compete with the best of the best. Do you remember uh, this was your junior year or senior year in college? 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Senior na. Senior, senior na ako at that time. Because uh-huh. when we started, ano pa lang. Wow. We were just going around. And yun, when, when, as I was traveling around, most of the times when we would play overseas, lagi kami talo. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was figuring out, anong meron? Ba't mas magaling sila? And then I started to see their... Which facility. countries were particularly good? Korea siguro magaling. Mal, sa, sa Dota 1, si Korea late pumasok. Eh. Oh, okay. So we had... Uh, our rival was... There was a strong team from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um... There was a strong team. Malaysia was always consistently top three. Okay. Uh, Thailand, minsan, parang Philippines. Minsan meron, minsan uh-huh. wala. Okay. So back to your question. Bakit nga, right? That you guys would always lose. When when we learned, the way that they trained and disciplined the whole uh, process of running the team was very different. Mm-hmm. We were kids playing games. They were paid to practice. Mm. No? And there comes the next question, like who would pay a team to practice <laughs> yeah, at, at yeah. that time? And dalaman namin, uy, so there's this internet cafe ano, brand in Malaysia that mm-hmm. actually is doing business really well, providing them with very, very good facilities, yeah. to which was non-existent in Philippines at that time. Yes. And then I saw, uy, gawin na lang din natin to sa Philippines. If there's a business that can support what we're doing, mm-hmm. this is uh, the perfect scenario, no? So it doesn't need to come out of my pocket feeding the team. Yeah. So I then approached, at that time, wala akong pera. Nag-approach ako ng mga friends of my dad and said, hey, you want to invest? Nag-invento lang ako ng ano, investment scheme nun, which was 
you can get all of your money back. I won't. I won't get anything from the dividends. Mm-hmm. Once you got your investment back, yeah, you would share that to me. Um, ano yung split? Si, at ang yung first ko pa ka, 80-20 lang. Yun, 80 sila. Ako. 80 pa rin sila. 20 pa rin. Wala pa rin. <laughs> ang bait mo naman. <laughs> at ato, invento ko lang yun. I didn't, I, I didn't really have like advisors. Yeah. Our family business background, we're 100% family owned. So okay. I cannot, there's no person to ask oh, that wait, like, wait, so why did you go to your dad's friends as opposed to your dad for help? Oh, they don't. They don't believe in the business. Eh. My my family, my parents did not invest in that. Br- ano, brick and mortar, yung bis- yung family business niya. Trade importation. Imp- import, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that was the sad part. Uh, sabi, oh, yung mga ganyang business hindi, hindi kami mag-invest niyan. So wait, so you asked your dad before you asked your dad's friends? Of course. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Malit lang na pera that. Uh, well, at that time, unlucky na nun, oh, yeah. oh. So for us to start our first cafe we like split into five kasi ang laki yeah. sabi hati tayo sa ano, 8 million pa- paano ba to uh, o sige sige hati natin ng, tas, hanap, kanya-kanya tayo hanap ng investor tas buuhin natin para matayo natin mm-hmm. yung first ever so that's that's how we founded our first cafe business yeah. that's, that's when Mineski became business because at first yes. it was just a team that was 2008 May of 2008 yeah. I, I, I was already uh, past college at that time 20, yeah. 2007, 2000, part of 2008, early that year. At that time, meron ng internet cafe, di ba? ng Netopia and all of this, yes. right? But you were different, di ba? How, how are you guys different? We, we solved the problem. So, first of all... For gamers. Yes, for gamers. We solved the problem. Is at that time, internet games were already getting famous. Mm-mm. The design of the cafes, even being 24 hours, we were first. Yes. No? Because we had issues in the past where we would play tournaments. Tournaments would be, at that time, DSL internet ang pangit eh. So we would play and set our t- tournament like 11 p.m. and so on so that we'd get better latency because people were already sleeping. Tapos masasaraduhan kami ng cafe kasi nga <laughs> hanggang 12 lang sila. Yeah, so magmamadali yeah. kami, matatalo kami, papatayan kami ng computer. <laughs> so sabi ko, uy, kailangan natin ng sarili natin pwesto. Hindi tayo uunlad yeah. nito. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, our competing international counterparts, they had a very good place to do all of what they need to do, training yeah. together. Yun yung na-identify ko na issue mm. at first. It was access to facilities yeah, yeah. that we had to solve. So we then invested in top of the line and the most expensive computers that you can buy, first 20, 24-inch LED screens, 2008. Medyo wow. saucy ka naman, naka-flat wow. screen ka. Quad-core uh-huh. kami nun, Intel. Uh-huh. 2008, uh, that's like, What ano mga fully loaded? Loaded the loaded Nvidia, talaga. Yeah. All of that. Uh, 115 stations lang. We invested 8 million pesos. Oh boy. And that's how loaded that was. Okay. And then at that, at that time, isang venue lang kayo? Isa lang. Sa tapat uh, lang ng Lasal. Uh, so, after that, we we then started to to, to promote the uh, cafe in a way where we just wanted the best of the best to really practice there. Mm. And at that time, kasi there was a, what you call a ban from our team to participate in a tournament locally because we were kind of like sure window. So, <laughs> pag, pag nandiyan kami, ay, hindi, bawal kayo sumali. Ganyan. Ah, pwede bang dalawa lang sa amin? Ganyan. Ay, hindi, bawal pa rin. Isa lang. Ganyan. Sorry, who was making these rules? Was lo- local organizers, other uh, internet cafes, okay, okay. bandang, bandang Mineski. Ganyan. 
Okay. So I was like, napakahirap naman ito. Uh-uh. So we then showed them that we're here not because we just want to keep on winning, but we really want to grow the sport. Mm-hmm. So we hosted our first ever tournament called Mineski 101. Yeah. And the rule of thumb there was the five players that were really, really strong at that time yeah. were the marshals for everybody else to join. So we were non-participating, mm. but we were still there and making that experience. So we did shout casting, we did a projector screen. So there's a viewership mm-hmm. experience. Sa ending ano nagpalitsun pa ako eh. Nagpadala pa galing sa Cebu. Mm-mm. So you look at that as a separate business line? At that time, it was like, or in, ginawa lang ninyo? Kailangan lang siya. Uh-huh. Kasi parang, okay. ang pangit nung mentality okay. ng organizers that we had to change. Kasi, how can they improve if they ban the best okay. team? So hindi pa siya negosyo at that stage. Your business was really the cafe. Yes, yes. And then you organized this, I guess in a way, just to stimulate the community. Yes, we, we were solving that problem that mm-hmm. yung, how, again, how would they improve if they keep on banning the best team? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and our goal was also, we should have rivals. Pag wala tayong kalaban sa Pilipinas, mm-hmm. stuck tayo. Yeah. We're not gonna be better. Yeah. So that's when it started, when we started to host Tournaments. Mm-hmm. No, Mineski 101. I think that was like May 30, 2008 or something. Yeah. Oh my God, 15 years ago na pala yun. Uh-oh. So, so that, that's how the event started and then it eventually blew up. No, So, mm-hmm. Mineski Grounds was very much sought for that a Cebuano came, Cagayan de Oro. We... We were starting to franchise the business left and right. We there was a time we were constructing twenty stores at the same same time. Um, this was already like 2014, 2015. Wow! And dito yung dito yung nagiging ano namin experience naman when we started to at that time, we thought we were actually scaling, mm-hmm. no? Because we were growing so fast, we were using technology, we had very high tech diskless systems. Yeah where the units doesn't have hard drives anymore, mm-hmm. centralized kami. Um, our POS, our billing system, we we got our own yeah. that allowed users to actually go to multiple sites mm-hmm. uh, using one account. Cloud system na kami noon pa, like 10 years ago. And having all of these things all together, when, uh, when we reached our peak 2018, no? uh, we had 140 stores in four countries, more than 1,500, close to 2,000 employees. And uh, our turnover was like a billion pesos a year. Which countries were time. those? So Phil- Philippines Philippines plus. had 100 stores. Malaysia mm. had 20. Mm-mm. Thailand had like three. And then Indonesia had seven. Because we just started there 2018 for Thailand and Indonesia. Malaysia, we started earlier 2012. Okay, so that's that's part of your scale up story, right? Because you can scale up, right, in one place by having more stores or by having different lines of business. You can also scale up geographically. Yes. But how did you, as a as a business person, think about? Okay, uh, so did na kami dito. Now it's time to do more stuff in more places. How did you think about that? Because the original vision, right? I'm going to solve the problem of wala kaming I don't know, venue to practice. We don't have other people who are muggling to practice with, right? So you have the internet cafe, then you had started to have the tournaments. Then, okay, and then and then how did you think about scaling it up? We 
as as we grew uh, on 2012, it was more of we were being sought for. People were mm. clamoring na, kailangan kang mag-open sa Davao, sa Jensan, open naman kayo, mm. ganyan. Walang, walang ganun dito. No? So nationwide um, talaga kayo? Nationwide talaga soon, kami. Soon after. Like, I've been everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, sulit na sulit yung pagkabisaya ko. I've been traveling a lot mm-hmm. during those times. And even to your question, going out of the Philippines, what made me think, it was still the same. People were asking, hey, mm-hmm. how are you running esports? Yeah. Because at that time, we were already running tournaments every month. Yeah. Um, our goal was every store we opened would start with a opening tournament mm-hmm. and every month that that outlet would run its own tournaments. Yeah. So you can imagine that we were running hundreds of tournaments every month. Yeah. And by then, that had its own business model na. Kasi yes, nung, there were sponsors kayo, already. It was really just to stimulate the community. Yes, and we were capable of running Southeast Asian Championships already okay. for for that game. That, that's that's an advertising-based model, right? Sponsorship yes. and advertising. Correct. Yeah. So the suppliers of our hardware were actually the most keen. Mm-mm. Because at that time, we were somehow being... Um, there, there's new competitors spurring out. And basically, the internet cafe industry was growing so fast that demand, the demand for the hardware increased. Yeah. So whatever Mineski would use, Mm-mm. they would buy Correct. to compete. Uh-uh. But through our sponsorship business model, which was actually, we are just utilizing the resources to grow esports. No, It wasn't really a profit center at that time. Mm-hmm. It was a marketing department. Yes. No? So that's when I uh, take a step back 2018. Sabi ko sa partner ko, para ikaw na mag, ano, mag-asikaso na itong Mineski Infinity. Um, Wait, Infinity is the cafe. The brand, Mineski Infinity. Yes. For the cafes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we we had like more than 10,000 seats, many 4 million members with Brabe. cards. Even up to today, I Uh-oh. would still see people. By the way, if you're listening to this one and you have a card, please keep that. We have a surprise for you next year on the 20th wow. anniversary ng Mineski. Wow. And uh, my gosh, 20th na pala. 20th. Oh my gosh. Ah, oh, Congrats. 2020 to 2024. 2024. Yeah. Oh, oh. And yun, where was I? Ah, sa cafes mm-hmm. na. So in 2018, I, I then saw already a lot of changes. Because in 2017, 2016, we were already hosting like world-class tournaments, packing mm. up stadiums like Monovasia Arena. Yeah. And that was a very so different... You were, you were filling Mall of Asia Arena? Oh, <laughs> easily. Paid entry pa yun. Nagtaro uh, yan. Uh, ang max kasi ng mawa is 18k but because of the stage uh, we had like 12 to 13,000 yeah but around the venue it's easily like 15 to 20,000 people wow and when we first brought an, an international ip uh, yeah. ESL1 grabe ang wild na mga tao mari i so they're, they're so happy Mm-mm. imagine mo at that time that was what, 2016 in 2006 diba kami yung parang Mm-hmm. Ano lang, parang tuta-tuta lang. Salit kami mm-hmm. sa international. Ah, mm-hmm. world championship. Eh, yeah. Ang Asian championship na tayo. That's 12 years after, ang world championship na sa Pilipinas na. Tayo na nag-host. Grabe. So, there was a Filipino representative and then the fans were crazy mm-hmm. um, to a point that we were called the best fans in the world yeah. sa Dota. Because? The, the teams, as, as the tournament was already finished, the fans did not leave outside. Until they can see the players ride the bus. Wow. 
Wow. Asin wow. pag nandun ka mag-goosebumps ka na parang, teka lang, 12 o'clock na ng gabi ah. <laughs> Bakit nandyan pa kayo? Tapos syempre mga players, ganadong-ganado kasi yeah. they were not received that way kasi. Mm-hmm. So at that time, sobrang sikat talaga ng Dota. Like yeah. even myself, when I cross immigration, mm-hmm. the immigration officer would ask for my picture. Wow! Yung mga casters natin na nagkakasang Dota, mm-hmm. kaya pupunta ng Davao, dudumugin siya sa loob ng mm-hmm. 7-Eleven na mm-hmm. hindi siya makakalabas. Gan- ganun kagrabe ang gaming. No? And well, I'm in the presence of a rock star pala. <laughs> well, the other day, we, we, we ran MPL. I, I was surprised that somebody still know me, knows me. Mm-hmm. May nagpa-picture pa sa akin. Ako, oh. syempre, dinosaur na ako ngayon sa Mobile oh. Legends. Eh. Kasi pandota tayo. Wait, pa speaking of which, ano, ano yung Twitch speed mo ngayon? Wala, mabagal na kami ko. <laughs> Dudurugin na ako ng mga ano ngayon. Ng yeah. 15-year-old. Uh, how old is your, ano, yung panganay mo? How old is... Uh, my eldest daughter is 11 already. Does she play? She plays a lot. Kitang-kita ko so, mana kay Daddy. Is she, does she have a very good Twitch speed? Mabilis, mabilis. Uh, Trash talker din siya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, going back to uh, so this whole idea of scale-up. No? Kasi when you're scaling up a business, so in your, you know, there are three things you need in a business. Diba? You need an actual market that's paying you. But then as you grow, you need access to capital, access to talent. No? And at one point, you had thousands of people, right, across Southeast Asia. How, how do you, as a, you know, somebody that went from LaSalle as a video gamer into this thing because you were, in a way, pulled by demand, how did you navigate that? That's not easy. That's not easy. So, so what, what we do now, and I was rec- like thinking about what we had gone through. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of very important things first before getting into a business. One mm-hmm. Is it part of your passion? Mm-hmm. And what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. Now, oftentimes, purpose is a light bulb moment. Na ting, mm-hmm. teka lang, bakit ganito to? It can be better. Mm-hmm. Right? So usually, when you're expert of your field, you are the one that can see the problem of your field. Yeah. Diba? So That's what you call a problem founder fit. Yes. Yeah. So what do you... To your question, no? when, 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 when you look at how to scale going through that experience, there are lessons that can only be learned after failure. Mm. There can only be so much guidance yeah. that, you know, like our parents would always want to do, na, oh, wag mo na ulitin yung maliko, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's part of human nature kasi to only learn it deep pag nasugatan ka. Uh-uh. And that's that's just how, how how you go. You The more mistakes you make, the better you become. Because for you, it's a instant memory recall. It wasn't a, ano nga ba sinabi ni, ano sa akin na, ano, lesson na about, about this. Yeah. No? So, the, the the answer to your question is, how did I navigate? It's, you just have to be fearless. Oo. May mga advisors ka, mga mentors. At the time, this is ano, pre-pandemic. Ha? Pre-pandemic. As you were going from... Pre, prior to me, for, uh, prior to joining Endeavor, walang advisor-advisor. You learn from your partners. No, but, but you built okay. something with over a thousand employees. Yes. Diba? So, you're just, uh, were you re- consulting people? Were you reading books? Or trial and error talaga siya? Uh, trial and error money. To be honest, 
pati Little, Little Prince hindi ko natapos eh, <laughs> na libro. So, I, I don't really read books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except now, I have a favorite book called Four Disciplines of Execution. I read it a lot. Napudpud ko na yun. Kasi that's really, really important to navigate mm-hmm. companies. Who's that by? Uh, Covey. Ah, the Stephen Covey. Yes. Okay. It's an annex to the seven, the seven highly, highly, highly successful people. people. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's one of my favorites, the yeah. seven habits. That's, that's our group-wide operating system. To, for the listeners out there, I would strongly suggest that you would read that after reading the seven in, habits. In one sentence, what does that book help uh, an entrepreneur do or think? Think of it this way. You have a computer that is your organization. Yeah. C4DX, Windows yun. Operating system siya. Mm. Without it, you open up like, okay, input a code on what you want to launch. Yeah. Hindi siya, it doesn't make it simple for everybody to say, okay, click nyo yung Excel. Okay, ito yung Excel. Like, like. Yeah. Because we have more than 15 nationalities in our organization. Mm-hmm. Seven countries are operating. Yeah. Prior to that, it, it was very easy. Everybody can run their own style of management. But having that much nationalities and different cultures, you have to speak one language. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. our operating system. Yep, yep, yep. It's very hard to install. Mm-hmm. Very, very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Persistence. Yung iba nagkukwit dahil hindi nila yeah. kaya. Ganyan. So, well, let, well, let's focus on this a little bit, right? Adversity, mm-hmm. right? Because when you guys got into Endeavor, I remember it was the... Uh, Istanbul, Turkey, International Selection Panel. Kailan ba yun? 2018 or 2019 ba yun? Something like that, no? Pre, pre, right before the pandemic. Right? And you guys were flying high, right? On top of the world, all these internet cafes, the biggest um, parang events promoter right out there across the region. Huh? And then along comes the pandemic. Anong nangyari sa inyo? I remember, you know, there was... Uh, you know, a big re, parang recalibration. <laughs> so I, I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by partners now because mm-hmm. that's one of the lessons that I've learned from looking at our family business where I mentioned earlier, it's 100% family owned. Mm-hmm. There's pros and cons to that. Control is family interests, which yeah. is very good. No? Mm-hmm. The con to that is they don't know how to work with other people of same caliber. Mm. Only people lower than them. Yes, okay. it's just employees. Yes. No? So it doesn't kind of like open So it doesn't up, scale. Yeah. It, ganun, right? It's hard to scale if, it depends on the business. Sometimes when you're in the right time, right place, when you own a lot of land and mm. you were there in 1940s, you, you can scale uh-huh. even without partners. Okay. Right? But when when you look at people kasi in, in this day and time, it's very important for you to learn how to be able to partner up. Mm-mm. And that was actually the biggest savior during the pandemic. As I said, 2018, I transitioned that business. Um, I focused on the uh, esports side of things. So we grew esports beyond just right. events. And, and esports, just uh, just to clarify, is live, right? In a stadium. Live, online. Yeah. My technology day. But at that time, yeah. m- a lot of it was live, diba right? In a venue. Yes, most of it. And right. here came the pandemic, diba right? So, right. Which, which had a big impact on both of your businesses, both right? Sarado, parehas. Internet like, cafe as well as live tournaments, diba right? Correct. So, so <laughs> Internet cafe, 
again, I was lucky enough to have a partner, so I didn't really have to uh, address that matter. I was more advising them na lang than mm-hmm. solving the problems. They had a really difficult time. Nakakaawa din sila. Mm-hmm. To a point na may dadaan sa office ko and said, Sir, last day ko na to. Sabi ko, ha, pati ikaw, na, mm-hmm. hindi ako niwala. Mm-hmm. Hindi ako niwala. Ang tagal-tagal mo na, ang galing-galing ko, pati ikaw, wala na. Bakit? Yeah. So that was for the cafes. Um, for the esports side, medyo agile kami. So, it, we, we were hit with financial issues as well. No? Mm. Kasi stop lahat. Eh. March, oh. April, May, we're thinking, three months lang to, meron na yan. Mm-hmm. So, we made a very big decision um, within the business at first. We invested in a very, um, how do I say, highly produced video of all online capabilities that we can do. Mm. We transformed ourselves from majority offline to online work from home production base. Like mm. before, kung nasa studios lahat yan, yung mga Uh-oh. talents, Uh-oh. nasa bahay sila, nasa sala sila, naka-webcam. Hindi ko alam kung paano namin naabutan ng mga internet at webcam <laughs> at ano yung mga talents na yun at that time. To be honest, magic na lang yan kasi lockdown yun. Eh. We managed to run shows from different homes. Mm-mm. We researched, we executed really fast, cloud system, the broadcast, uh-uh. and so on. Most of the esports came to us. Then, in that year, 2021, na double pa namin yung revenue namin Grabe. from 2020 wow. <laughs> dahil sa online capabilities namin. There were times that we were running esports um, and lahat naka-PPE. Yeah. Pag may isa na ano, suspected meron, lahat, diretso sa hotel. Kanya-kanyang room sila doon, isolation. Like, ganun, ganun ka-intense. And, we, like, for us, we, we didn't really care anymore about costs, more yeah. of safety na ng mga tao. Di ba? Sadly, there were some organizations that were not that vigilant. May nawawalang tao dahil mm-hmm. tinatry din nilang patakbuhin. And, and I know the people that, you know, passed away really closely na mga talent din namin before. Yeah. And that, that was kind of sad. And coming the time when we were working with our innovation strategies, I, I sketched things on a tissue paper. Medyo nabalyo ako at a point in time, to be honest, Manny. So nagpasama uh-huh. ako sa wife ko. Sabi, pagkagawin natin. Uh-huh. So we created two uh, innovations during the pandemic. October of 2020, six months after. Uh, one project was a hardware-based. We created the Gigi truck. The, mm-hmm. the goal was to decentralize GG GG truck um, it's a all-in-one truck an entertainment truck that uh-uh. can broadcast that can redistribute Wi-Fi mm-hmm. that can capture internet from 10 kilometers away and amplify the internet yeah. with an LED screen lights and sounds it's like a mini mini event stage uh-uh. that we can just uh-uh. pop up we're using it right now to do a lot of things mm-hmm. and our, our goal was that oh Events bawal, COVID. So, i-decentralize natin. Tayo ang pupunta sa barangay. Mm. Huwag na yung mga tao pumunta sa event venue. Uh-oh. Kasi, di ba? Opposite yun sa ano eh. So, that helped a lot in terms of transformation. And the other one was the online arcade. Yeah. Ika nga, parang online time zone. Ginawa namin. So, we launched M Games. Okay, uh, so this was your first entry into mobile casual gaming. Yes, right? yes. Uh, that was what, 2021 we launched. And now we have like more than 100 million games played, more than 500 million minutes of playtime. 
Yeah. We are live right now in Gcash. We yeah. are also the game provider of Viber. If yeah. you go to Viber, just type M Games, uh, a chatbot comes out, you click, you can play casual games. Now we are already integrating with the Gcash of other countries in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Vietel from Vietnam, it's a telco. Um, True Money in Thailand, Touch and yeah. Go in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, and this big company in Indonesia, um, I forgot the name, major local kasi. Anyway, there's like 80 million users there in Indonesia. Wow. It's a, a wow. platform. Nila. And, you know, people can play games casually yeah. online with no download. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the strategic position that we have right now. By the way, I, I have played those games. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for supporting yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> but so my conclusion from this is sometimes the best time to scale up is actually during a downturn. Tamaba. It, yes. It, was that intentional or you, you just had to pivot and then you surprised yourself by how well these things that you pivoted to actually performed? When... Resilient kasi ang mga entrepreneurs, Manny. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs usually, they don't quit. No? So yeah. if you put them to a corner, like when you say a downturn, uh, it's time to scale. Downturn actually challenges everybody mm-hmm. and in their mindset. No? So it's more of a trigger of lumabas ka na sa comfort zone mo. Yeah. Um, think again, as you yeah. did a decade or two decades ago. Start to think again. Use your brain. Do you think this is a like a psychological trait of entrepreneurs na ayaw magpatalo? Of course. Competitive yeah. talaga uh-huh. dapat uh-huh. pag-entrepreneur ka. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to start things because you want to make or get that feeling out of it as a win. Yeah. You know? It's, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes entrepreneurs succeed if they're thinking of making money mm-hmm. and then they succeed. Yeah, you know, usually it, it doesn't work uh-huh. that way. Usually, there is a problem, and I will conquer this problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oops, kumita pala. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ganon, ganon yun. Ganon you know yun. what one of the famous uh, quotes of the founder of Endeavor is? Silinda. Uh-huh. Her famous quote is: "When economies turn down, entrepreneurs show up." Right? Uh-huh. Yun eh, right? Uh-huh. Things are looking pretty crappy. You say, "Oh." Uh, how can we, you know, how can we make something out of this? Ano yung opportunity nito? Because more problems arise. Uh, mm-hmm. And then entrepreneurs come yeah. to solve it. If I remember correctly, it was during the pandemic, nag-raise pa kayo, right? The first time that you raised capital, <laughs> yes. diba? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Okay. What What were I you mean, thinking I, back I, then? I think at that time, as I said, we, we we grew our sales double, no? So it wasn't really because we were desperate for cash. At that time, parang, uy, grabe na yung roller coaster ride natin. Ano na bang, saan na ba tayo? Siyempre, some mm-hmm. shareholders were there since the beginning yeah. no, that, that supported me to to grow the business. Um, and I thank you, by the way, for those partners that is, that still trust me until today in <laughs> in uh, making the decisions for your investments. And yeah. um, yun, w- w- when we get to that point, it was really... Sorry, no, wala ako sa thought. Any question mo ulit? Um, it was uh, just talking about how... It, ah, raise, fund raise, raising, yes. raising the funds. So yeah. it was more of validation. Eh. Mm. For for us, like we've been in that business for how long already? Like, ano bang next step dito? Mm-hmm. Ganito na lang ba yan? Because one of the things that prompted us was when we closed down the cafes. Yeah. 
we we weren't able to get out of it as if we sold something. We just literally closed it down, no. Yeah. From a very big turnover business, um, biglang na nawala. So itika lang. Pa- paano ba tong iba? So of course, I start to explore. I met you, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned a lot from the advice and all of the and the endeavor entrepreneurs and. Narealize ko, there's pros din pala dito. Hmm. Kasi traditional businessmen or businesswomen would just go, if you don't need it, don't do it. Hmm. No? But one thing that I saw was very important was when you open that door kasi, you are expressively telling everyone there's another layer of partnership that is open. Yeah. So may that be a supplier in your industry. May that be a client in your industry. Pag nalaman nila na, oh, investable ka pala. Mm-hmm. Nag-invest na ang, sa, sa investor namin, sila Mizuho, banko yan. Mm-hmm. Uh, talagang iti-check lahat ng, ano, mm-hmm. kung compliant ka ba, yeah. and so on and so forth. Ah, pag pumasak ka sa kanila, ibig sabihin, wala kang, ano, walang dumi. Ibig legit. Investable uh, ka. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's one. Two is that, they would think of more moves Correct. when they deal with you. When they deal commercial with you, yung iba nag-iisip na, sige nga, may pag-deal ako dito ng one to two years, mamaya, mm-hmm. invest na lang ako sa kanya kasi kailangan ko talaga yung part na to sa business ko. Eh. Mm-hmm. In, in the bigger scope of things, we also did buy and build. We also purchased mm-hmm. uh, companies because we knew na going through that process, we learned na, oh, pwede rin pala na maging investor na tayo dito sa mga katrabaho natin na iba. So it's a two-way no? Yeah, it's yeah. either people invest in you or you invest in others. So for me, that was like, uy, new weapon to ah. The gamer, <laughs> eh, <laughs> <laughs> my bago akong barrel. All right. So it, it was more of that. And then when we got the funds, we really pushed hard and hired like talent that we cannot uh, access before. Mm-hmm. Um, our employees, we gave our employee shares as well. Fantastic. Uh, we had a program yeah. called Time Capsule oh. where those employees that were there for a long time that wasn't at par in regards to the pay grade structure that we were supposed to give them for a mm-hmm. long time, we gave them shares instead. Um, and then we we managed to issue ESOP. Um, that was a very, very long discussion. It's an employee stock option program. Yes, yeah. stock option program. So that allows us to actually bring everybody together to where we're headed. If the company succeeds, everybody succeeds. Fantastic. No? And that's that's very important because that's really what what we want to do. Hindi mm-hmm. yung samin samin lang, no. Mm-mm. We want to really bring everybody there. So those are the benefits of fundraising. No? You open this box which says new weapon. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. yeah. The way I look at it, right, these outside investors, if they're the right one, right, which what we call value added investors, you're getting their experience, their expertise. And also importantly, their network, right? Because very often they've been in business for many, many decades, right? And have relationships that can be helpful. Uh, we have a few minutes left. And I just want to talk about, I think, two more things, right? First thing would be, what's next for you? Because when I look at you, it's almost like you've had two amazing growth curves, right? So from your time as a professional gamer building the business and, you know, really knocking it out of the park, right? That right around the time we met you at Endeavor. And then pandemic, right? And then going through that pivoting and then finding, oh my gosh, there's a great opportunity here with this online concept and uh, casual mobile games. What are you next? Because I, I know you you have a few more things cooking, right? In the fire. Uh, technology 
is definitely one of our biggest uh, plays mm. in, in, in the coming uh, years to come. What we have learned during the pandemic at that time, we did not really have the capacity to be a tech company. Mm-mm. No. Um, because of the venture of M Games, we managed to build up that capacity. Yeah. So there are now problems that we can solve, not just for us, but for others. Mm. Um, right now, we have a platform that allows digital innovation to the forefront of industries that are actually onto sustainable community development. Huh? Yes. Really? So, so for us, kung sa esports, we managed to grow esports using technology. Now we're working a lot with the other communities that are similar. Mm. In the past 90 days, and dami naming ginawang K-pop, anime, sports. Okay, so rock, specialty music. communities. Yes, okay. specialty communities. And all of, most of them have the same problem. Sustainability. Wow. Like, paano ba ang business dito? Can you help me find a sponsor? Or can you help me engage my audience? How do you do that in esports? You guys are like way ahead of, of us. We even started to broadcast golf tournaments, mm-hmm. for example. Things that, you know, the golfing community never saw before. Yeah, um, oh, That's really cool. So that's really cool. So we are using both hardware and software yeah. to empower other communities now. That's that's how we are looking at driving more impact beyond yeah. just gaming and esports. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Well, that leads naturally to my last question, right? About impact. So you're making impact in these communities. But there's also the kind of impact we talk about in Endeavor, right? Which is this idea of paying it forward, right? That what we expect is that once our entrepreneurs become successful, because we've helped them by you know, giving them access to mentors, giving them access to capital and networks, we expect our entrepreneurs to do the same to the next generation of entrepreneurs. So maybe just as to close, talk a little bit about how that's sort of unfolding in your life now. So even it, it, it affects what we do as a business and personally. Mm-hmm. Now, as a business, I shared to you earlier what we're doing to yeah. also enable other communities to grow sustainably. Now, on my personal standpoint, what I've learned, I am the kind of person that learns better when I teach. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time talking to entrepreneurs, friends of mine, um, speaking now in, in conferences, in sharing my experience. Yeah. Um, I usually set up a disclaimer when I speak in conference now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not your standard speaker. I'm going to speak as if actual experience though. Uh, I, mean, I don't have like data slides to present mm-hmm. to you, but I'll, I'll I'll show to you the train of thought when this challenge came and what, what came to my mind. Yeah. So para ma-apply nyo rin. Mm. Aside from that, I have like friends that are really scaling right now that's asking me, hey Ro, uh, uh, what, what's 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 the next thing that we should do? Uh, I also have real estate companies, mm-hmm. relatively big ones, and it's funny that I'm advising them now because they're much bigger than we are um, about transformational management. Yeah, and it's like it's so natural for me. Like I don't even feel like I'm like donating time. It's just like oh, coffee lang tayo, okay na yan. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Um, I'm also. Um, like mentoring entrepreneurs, especially sa mga provinces. Yeah. Um, may those be family or friends or people that I don't know. And the feeling is really good. You know, you, you get to be in that position where you're helpful by just sharing your experience. Yeah, that's it. 
So parang ha, when, when hindi mo na napagod doon, parang ha, exciting din because sometimes you also learn the other mm-hmm. way. And you it makes you realize, oh, oh nga no, itong chapter na to at his time, parang oh, no, I remember something like five ten years ago of what happened and and so on. And you know, it it reminds you always that every day is a learning Mm-mm. learning day. Even today, I still learn a lot every day in work or outside work. Do you know? I just want to say I'm so proud of you because even though you're from La Salle, you're living the principles of an Atenean. <laughs> wait, wait lang. <laughs> Ang high school ko kasi sacred heart. Okay. Ateneo de Cebu yun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, this brings our program to an end. I, I just want to thank you, Ro, for sharing your story. This has been great, right? And and thank you for being what we call an endeavor, such a high-impact entrepreneur. And I wish you all the best going forward. So that was Ronald Robbins, the founder of Mineski, Southeast Asia's leader in esports and casual mobile gaming. Thank you for listening to Hype Stories. To stay connected with us, you can reach us via email at hello at endeavor.org.ph. And you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. This episode was produced by Endeavor Philippines, a global community of, by, and for entrepreneurs and shot at the Podcast Network Asia Studios. And I'd like to thank uh, today our executive producer, Chelsea Sullivan, and our associate producer, Judge Kalimbahin, who's also in the studio. I'm Manny Ayala, and you've been listening to Hype Stories. <laughs>